Aggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Stockton open three. The high schools. Also's going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in on a Wednesday. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 106.9 The Fan mobile app, streaming online, 106.9thefan.com. And, of course, as always, you can chime in and uh, participate, agree, disagree, fight back, (laughs) whatever. Uh, Chew me out. Uh, Chew us out. Uh, So what we're talking about today on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321, to chime in on the topics of the day. Um, hanging out today with my friend Steve Hansen. How are you, Steve? I'm doing well. I uh, apologize I didn't. I forgot to shave today. But besides, <laughs> I'm good. Besides, well, <laughs> for our, our radio audience, it doesn't matter. They don't care. They don't know. They don't know any better. Little do they know. Which is probably a good thing. <laughs> Uh, so a couple different topics that Steve and I want to talk about today, and love to get your feedback on it as well. So we've we're a couple weeks out, right, since the Jazz ended their playoff run against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, we heard a little bit from the players, really not that much, just right after the final game. There was no locker room clean-out interviews session like that. It was very odd, very uncharacteristic for the Jazz. And we did have Justin Zanuck, who spoke to to the media the day after. And then about a week later, we heard from Quinn Snyder. So we've had a few little bits and pieces from the Utah Jazz since the end of their season. Uh, but we're in this position now where we're wondering, where do they go from here? And it leads a lot of us to speculate. A lot of people in the national media are speculating. Some of them trying to uh, get some insight from insiders as to what the Jazz might do. So we'll take a look at that. What are some of the rumors that are out there? How many of these might have something to it? And how many of these are, um, you know, just fiction? Like nothing really <laughs> to it. Uh, so we'll look at, you know, try to separate fact from fiction with uh, some of these trade rumors. Um, the NFL has an interesting proposal to do away with the Pro Bowl. Is that a smart idea? Um, why does it have value, or what other options could there be for the NFL to celebrate its best players? Um, and, of course, we'll look at what happened in the NBA playoffs last night. Kind of another snoozer. The Warriors did try to make it interesting in the fourth quarter. Give them credit for that. Had an opportunity to close out and sweep that series, but they didn't. Uh, and then we've got a really critical Game 5 tonight between Boston and Miami. And, so, and then finally, the last thing to, to get through today... Um, the, the end of the school year is, is coming up fast. So it, the, June particularly is a busy month for camps, for kids. So what are some of the interesting camps that are out there? Uh, what kind of uh, value have you seen in those? And um, 
what what's what, what camps? I'm, I don't want to name names, but what types of camps do you avoid? But how are camps like helpful and useful, right, for developing talent and developing skills to get ready for the following year? So a lot of different topics to get through today. And as always, love to hear from you on on any of these topics. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Quickly, I do want to just answer one of the questions that we had yesterday about hat tricks in, in hockey. If somebody scores a hat trick, three goals in one game, people throw their hats out onto the ice. And the question is, what do they do with them? And it kind of varies team to team. Um, but uh, sometimes they offer them to the player as some kind of a memento. I don't know why you'd want boxes and boxes of other people's hats. That's like 20 bucks a hat. <laughs> It's just kind of real random. Who? I'm going to fill my garage full of other people's hats. <laughs> Who but, throws, I just spent 25 bucks on a hat. And I'm going to throw it away. I'm just going to throw it, throw it away. <laughs> but some arenas, they will uh, use those hats, and they'll donate them to various charities, homeless. So they'll, they'll try to give them to good causes so other people can benefit from them. So that's a little bit of what I found out about hat tricks. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. So, Steve, uh, the Jazz have underperformed. It's a mess. The last two seasons, particularly. And they have a really expensive roster. It's so it stands to reason that something has to change. Well, yeah, you got four guys above $20 million on your roster. <laughs> Rudy's at 38. Donovan's at 30. Mike Conley's at 22. And uh, Boyan's at uh, 19. I know. Expensive. That's crazy. Really expensive. In fact, um, Sarah Todd, she did the work for us, and uh, she she went through and found out you know, what what is everybody going to make this next season for the Utah Jazz. If you look at so everybody on that roster, if you run it all, if you run it back, you bring everybody back for the Utah Jazz next year. What do their salaries look like, and what will that cost the Utah Jazz? And it's it's insane. That's staggering. $155.5 million. That's a lot of money. Is it? Is that roster really worth it? As Mr. Smith, he can afford it. <laughs> so the, the salary cap in the NBA next year will be $122 million. When you get into the luxury tax, that's $149. And this Jazz roster, if everybody comes back, $155 for a team that didn't make it out of the first round? Yeah, no. Something's got to give. It's 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 kind of like they're in the uh, friendship relationship, right? You you don't know which way you're going. It doesn't look like it's going towards marriage. It doesn't look like it's going anywhere. But yeah, I think they're in their friend mode in the jazz. Uh, they're not going anywhere. And if you pull it all back, they're just going to do the same thing. It's going to be the same same rodeo. I don't think you're going to get a lot of people excited about it. Uh, every everything that I've heard and people talking, there needs to be a mix up. They're just you're not getting the same results. And uh, what's that uh, definition of insanity? So, <laughs> yes. So I think when we look at the Utah Jazz, I think you you have to consider a couple of different options with where do they go from here. Do they right bring the same team back? Just we'll work harder. We'll figure some things out. Because consider Daniel House joined the team halfway through the season. Uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez halfway through the season. So give those guys time to to stay within the program and. We'll see how that changes the dynamic of the team for next year. So that's one option. Run it, run it back. A- another option would be to trade on the fringes 
Like, keep your core, and I guess by core I would mean Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, and then trade other pieces around them, or develop other pieces around them. Or a third option would be you have to get trade away one of your all-stars, whether that be Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell. Maybe there's a fourth option out there. I don't know. I'd love to hear it. But for me, it seems like those are the, the three key options for the Jazz to consider right. where they want to take their franchise for the next year. Yeah, I, everything in me just says blow it up. But uh, just because you're, you're not getting any – they're not getting any younger. Mike Conley's – there was such high hopes for Mike Conley. But it, it just didn't work out. And so he, he's just been injured. He hasn't been. He's been half the, 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 half the person he used to be when he was with Memphis – um, and if there's not chemistry and it doesn't seem like there is with Donovan and Rudy for whatever reason, and actually my personal opinion, probably Joe Ingles with the loss of Joe Ingles, I think he was the glue to put everybody together and mm. he's not there anymore. Yes. So you don't have the reasoning, the, uh, you know, the, the, the jokester, the person that's going to keep everything soft and, and, uh, all on the same living field. There's no calming voice. He's gone. But for some reason, Australians, they do have that calming voice, though, when they, they speak, right? So maybe that's what it was. We'll find another Australian. We just need the accent. Just need the accent in the a, locker room. Yeah, a less strong one. I don't think uh, Bogdanovich has a calming accent. So. so there's been some reports that Ryan Smith wants to ensure that Donovan and Rudy are still on the team because Utah is hosting the All-Star game next year. Right. And they want to make sure that there's some local representation <laughs> that's going to be an ambassador for the franchise, for the state, for the city, for the All-Star game. You don't want to host an All-Star game and not have an All-Star. But I, I got to admit, Steve, this, both of them. this sounds like the worst reasoning in the world. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a businessman. Let's, let's, uh, let's make sure that we have an ineffective too expensive roster <laughs> just to make sure yeah. we get somebody in the all-star game because we're hosting the all-star game. So let's let's not do what's necessary to fix our roster to be competitive in the NBA right? because of one day in February. Uh, pay it, it's, a, it's a $70 million ticket that you're paying. So. That just sounds ludicrous to me. I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, You need some representation, but... Can we not like reach for the stars and figure out some other piece that could be here who could be an all star? Well, isn't that why they brought in Dwayne Wade and they brought in Danny or, um, uh, Celtics? Yeah, Ainge. Ainge, thanks. Like this is why they brought them in, right? The, to help fix this issue. Um, I, uh, Mr. Smith was given this great little uh, golden egg of uh, potential when he bought the Jazz, and it just uh, it hasn't worked out the way they were hoping. Yeah. Uh, last last year it was just like that that should have been their year. Everybody's saying that that should have been the championship year and it just did not work. Didn't work. And then this this last season it was uh, even worse. So, a couple different places that are out there trying to say that, you know, what they think the Jazz might do. So, here's here's some of the projections out there for the moves the Jazz might make. So, Steve, you you put on your uh, uh yeah. You, my, your, my GM, your big hat. My billionaire dollar hat. Your, Got it. You know, trying to separate fact from fiction. <laughs> which deals make the most sense? Uh, so one site, nbaanalysis.net, 
again, some of these we don't you know, take with a grain of salt. But they're saying one deal would be sending Gobert to the Knicks in exchange for Julius Randle and Nerlens Noel. Nerlens <laughs> Noel. Like the guy. Could be somebody else. Yeah. Um, you know, look, Julius Randle is a nice player, um, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Gobert probably fits into Tom tra- Thibodeau's defensive system. You're getting trade drafts as well, or some trade, or some some draft, some picks, picks. Oh, they need picks. Uh, another suggestion is Gobert to Dallas in exchange for Brunson, Dwight Powell, and Josh Green. Brunson's a stud. Um, he's he's solid. Uh, I think that would uh, relieve some huge pressure off Donovan, so he doesn't have to play point the whole time. The problem is now you have two small; they're both tiny. We have Mitchell, Brunson, and Connolly, who are all yeah, short. Right. So you, something's got to give there. Yeah. And I think Connolly would be probably the one that would need to move on. For sure. Uh, another thought, Azubuki and Butler to Houston in exchange for some younger guys like Jayshon Tate and David Nwaba. Um, it's like, we've got some young guys. We'll send to you, and we'll get your young guys instead. I'd love to see the Jazz hold on to Butler, continue to develop him. Yeah. You don't want to give away your, your – I mean, the Lakers have done that. They give away all their – all their talent, and now they're like springing up and a uh, bunch of old guys. Who can't yeah, no, play. They, but I don't know. Jazz shouldn't feel too bad. At least you don't have Russell Westbrook. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple different reports on Bleacher Report seem to be reporting that uh, the Jazz would be more likely to trade Royce O'Neal, Mike Connolly, or uh, Boyan than they would be to move on from for sure Rudy and Donovan. I mean, it, it makes sense to keep the two young bucks that uh, even though they don't get along. Winning, as they say, winning helps everything. Um, they can still play well, and they're, they're still dominant. So they find some more pieces to fix it, to get, uh, you know, move Mike Conley. But that's a Mike Conley's a good serviceable person. I mean, he'd be great. You know, he's the veteran point guard that can run uh, with a bunch of uh, young guns would be great. Or just coming in off the bench. Yeah, I think Conley's got to be moving to that position where he's uh, sixth man kind of yeah. material. But he's too expensive. At this moment, yeah. So it's hard to shop that and get the value in return. But how do you use them? Uh, Sarah Todd with Deseret News just recently saying that uh, that what she's been able to determine is that uh, Charlotte, Dallas, and Toronto are interested in Rudy Gobert. Um, she's also reporting on this idea that the Jazz are, are interested in keeping Gobert and Mitchell because of the All-Star game right. next year. Um, and then she breaks it down thinking that Boyan Bogdanovich is probably the most likely valuable trade asset that the Jazz have. Now, Connolly is probably one they'd like to move on from, but what you get in return for him. So Bogdanovich is probably the most likely asset of value. Sadly, yeah. He's a strong strong forward, and he's just he's, uh, he's pretty consistent. You get what you get. You know, he, he can give you 30 on some nights and give you a good uh, power forward. Man, that was – you can go ahead and take that. Let's <laughs> 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 take that. I know. I, I, I like Bogey. Uh, but he's got weak hands when he drives to the hoop. Yeah. That's a, a bit of a flaw. But he's a, a, a great outside shooter. He can play with his back to the basket and back down smaller guards or smaller forwards. But um, – to get something of value, you have to give up something in value, and that may be one of the most likely. Uh, another report from Bleacher Report, this is Jake Fisher uh, just a few weeks ago, saying that he's, he's reporting that 
the Dallas, Atlanta, and Toronto are all interested in Rudy Gobert. Well, I think most people would be interested in Rudy Gobert. It wouldn't be a hard. It, most GMs are looking at him, looking at chops like, yeah, I'll take that guy. He, he offers so much on the defensive end. So, it, You know, it's interesting. Looking at, at Rudy Gobert, we love to focus on the problems that we saw in the uh, Clippers series and the Dallas series when teams would go and play space ball, like they'd space things out and go small, and he couldn't recover or guard on the perimeter. But he had one of his best seasons as a player offensively this year. Yeah, it was like over 75%. Like he broke the record. He averaged 17 points a game. Yeah. Great offensive output. Continues to gobble up all the rebounds, block shots, affects the game defensively. But uh, interesting note from Tony Jones on the Athletic is that look people are focusing too much on like what happened in those few games right. with Rudy Gobert, but those problems weren't because of Rudy Gobert. No, those problems were because the other guys on the team couldn't defend on the perimeter, and so Rudy's having to run out there to yeah. cover their butts, and everybody's like, "Oh, Rudy can't do this. Rudy well, can't do that." I don't know. I'm not sure why the people are shading on him so bad. Um, he's phenomenal. Like, he just gives so much. And I can see why he would be want to leave Utah. I'm like, wait, I'm giving you the best I have, and I'm doing everything you've asked me to do. Um, you know, maybe it can work on a, a 10-footer or a 15-footer. But besides that, uh, he is dominating in all the aspects he's been asked to do. And people are <laughs> telling him he's terrible and we should trade him. Like, the everybody's got an ego, and these guys, have, they're, they're, they're a little uh, little soft. They're not thick-skinned. <laughs> They're all emotional. They, they are. They got this money, but they, they're still like under 27 years old. They're still growing up. Uh, six seven eight nine texting into our Guild Mortgage text line. No one thinks it uh, it makes sense, but the right move is to trade Donovan for a more productive star, taller, better defense, still good scoring. Um, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things that Donovan does, but he. Uh, his his production in the playoffs has seen a decline each year than in the last three years. Um, he was a defensive liability at times yeah. in the Dallas series. You plug and chunk just Donovan, and you, you still got a d- decent roster. You just need to make up the twenty five points that he's putting in each year, each uh, each game, right? Yeah, I mean Donovan, to his credit though, is the most bankable star that the Jazz have. True. But he wasn't that fourth quarter dominance that he'd been in the recent. This year was not his. No, his best year. it's true. Usually he was he would dial it up in the fourth quarter and play well in the clutch. But yeah. this year it no. backed off. The hero ball didn't work for him this year. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing too about Rudy Gobert is that these playoffs have exposed teams who rely on a, on a good rim protector defender that they're really not necessary. It was a problem for the Utah Jazz. It was a problem for the Phoenix Suns. It was a yeah. problem for the Milwaukee Bucks. It was uh, teams who have that t- traditional center have struggled when teams do this space ball. They have five out who can shoot from three, and you've got a guy on the court who's an offensive liability. And when guys aren't attacking the rim, what is he doing on the floor defensively? True, and that's an interesting theory uh, with with spreading out in the three ball, but. Taking consideration what the Utah, or sorry, what Golden State's doing to Mavericks, they aren't. They're not sh- out shooting them from the three. They were going inside like they had, like, uh, you know, f- 
double what Mavericks had inside, and they, the comments were they're going old school on the Mavericks. As the Mavericks were going outside three ball, they were going inside. So just think if the Mavericks actually had a Rudy Gobert. So then they go inside and outside. It's There's not a lot of huge rim defend, defenders that can just dominate like Rudy can. No, yeah, that's true. It, it is one of the interesting things about the uh, the, the Golden State Warriors this year uh, in these playoffs is that they lead the NBA in points in the paint. Yeah, everybody thinks of Golden State as the outside shooting team, and the Golden State has always struggled with the Jazz since Rui's been around. Like I, they've beaten them, but they've uh, Jazz have always given them a good fight, and I think Rudy has, has a big deal with that. So uh, it's just it's a brief taste of some of the rumors that are out there. Um, we haven't even touched on Quinn Snyder. Uh, it, it seemed like it seems to ebb and flow with him in Los Angeles. And initially, he was a, a, a potential target as the next head coach there. But lately, the reports that I'm seeing, yeah, they're talking about other candidates, and Quinn is not on that list. Yeah, 76ers. But the, uh, the, the Jazz still haven't secured a contract extension with Quinn. Ah. So that's still out there. But um, that, that seems to point to Quinn Snyder being back. Uh, at the end of the season, when the playoffs were done, I contended that one of three guys will be gone next year. Quinn Snyder, Donovan yeah. Mitchell, or uh, Rudy Gobert. And I could be totally wrong that they're all three of those guys are back, but other guys on the fringes could be the ones uh, on the move. And sadly, much, uh, much that I would, I personally would probably move Donovan before I moved Rudy, just for my own, like, how I like to see my teams play, because I think you can always find a, a six-three, six-four guard that can dominate it and shoot well. Like you can't, but they can't teach, as they say, they can't teach height. Um, <laughs> True. But uh, I think he's done such a a great job of, you know, going out and, and socializing, and he's beloved in Utah. So uh, just because of all of his pro bono stuff that he does, is that the right word? Um, with Utah, going to you know, going to high schools, going to college games. That's and so it's, it's a tough. Yeah. I mean, does he? Donovan has done a tremendous job of endearing himself to the fan base. Thank you. Going to football games, showing up at basketball games, showing up at backyard barbecues. I mean, if that <laughs> if that guy wanted to run for mayor, speaking or, of which, he probably win. <laughs> if you're listening, yeah. four o'clock on Tuesday. <laughs> All right, so if you've got a, uh, a proposed trade you think the Jazz should look at, uh, or w- w- of the three options that we talked about, trade on the fringes, um, trade away an all-star, one of the all-stars, or um, just run it back, just be better with the same crew that you have, or if you have another option that should be considered for the Jazz, 435-339-0321, on our Guild Mortgage text line, uh, nine three one five says, "What do you guys, uh, or what do you guys think of the Donovan comment about being committed until summer?" Um, What's he talking about? Is yeah, that not, what, was that the exit interview? Yeah, I, I, when I heard that, I, I didn't overly think that. I think it was him being committed to work through the summer, so. Uh, I, I may be wrong on that. I have to go back and look at the transcript there, nine three one five. But I didn't get a sense from what Donovan said after the Dallas loss that it sounded like a guy who's on the way out. It sounded like a guy who was disappointed in the loss, wanted to see you know, what he could do to work on his game, right? And was 
but was also interested in what the franchise was going to do to try to get better. And it was more, I felt that it was more of a, we all need to figure out how to be better because this is unacceptable. So that's, that's kind of how I took it, but correct yeah, me I if I'm wrong. I, I hadn't heard much about or any uh, commentary contrary to, or like upset about his comments. So that that's, I'm nothing. Sorry. All right, we're going to take a quick time out here in the full court press. So to continue to get uh, your thoughts, your feedback about Utah Jazz trade rumors uh, that are out there. I, I kind of find it interesting that Dallas keeps coming up as a potential team that's interested in Rudy Gobert after making him kind of uh, a non-factor right. <laughs> in their series against the Utah Jazz. But when you pair him against um, uh, you know, with uh, with Luca. That may make a lot of sense because he's not a ball-dominant guy. He doesn't need the ball throw it up in, the air. in his hands, and he would compliment Luca. Uh, but before we take a timeout, just want to remind you about our friends at Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Uh, warm weather today, even warmer weather tomorrow before it cools off for the weekend. But oh, that warmer weather can be tough on your vehicle, so take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They're located across from Angie's, 695 North Main. And they have that Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life oil for your vehicle. Plus, the good thing, it'll get you back out on the road fast. It's Valvoline Instant Oil Change. The largest home event in northern Utah is the Cache Valley Parade of Homes. Every fall, thousands of people plan on attending for ideas about builders, subcontractors, building lots, and communities. The Cache Valley Home Builders Association is now taking final applications for the 2022 Cache Valley Parade of Homes. If you are a builder looking to expand your name by coming in contact with thousands of potential clients, you must call 435-792-4441. Deadline is May 31st. Utah, are you ready for your summer adventure? Start your journey with savings on every new Hyundai in stock during the Murdoch Hyundai Utah Adventure Sales Event. Gear up and save with 2.79% for five years on Hyundai's award-winning lineup, including the Tucson, Santa Fe, and Palisade. And every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and owner's assurance. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, Linden, Murray, and online at MurdochHyundai.com. Call 866-628-3065 see dealer for complete details. Offer expires 531-22. Don't get caught without power. After a windstorm or a major winter freeze, Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere. Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail. White Pine Funeral Services.
Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center have now moved from the Cache Valley Hospital to their new office location, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of the Cache Valley Hospital. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, along with the entire staff, welcome you to a brand new facility with more room and state-of-the-art equipment to help you and your family. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. I get asked all the time, do I have to sign up for Medicare? Check out our website, lssins.com, or call 752-9493. Medicare doesn't have to be confusing. We have the answers to all your questions and will help each step of the way. With decades of experience, we'll guide you through each step. There is no cost to work with LSS Insurance. We make Medicare easy. Call 752-9493. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Steve Hansen hanging out with me today. Yo, yo. Um... 9315 on our Guild Mortgage text line during the break. Trade for Gary Coleman from the Full Court Press. <laughs> the laughter from the other team would make the Jazz win many more games. Sell tickets. <laughs> ah. Well, we need to move on off this subject, but the, uh, the thing, too, to consider here, like Rudy Gobert has been, he has won three individual NBA awards, all defensive players. He has also been named to an All-NBA team. Donovan Mitchell has never won an individual award and has never been named to an All-NBA team. Yet, the Utah Jazz as a franchise seems to regularly bend over backwards to appeal and uh, appease Donovan Mitchell. Like, signing Eric Pascal... Like we had options to the Jazz had options to go find pieces that really could have helped them, and Pascal helped in moments. But the only reason he's on the team is because he was Mitchell's childhood friend. <laughs> I mean, there's been a few other things that the Jazz have done, but how much more do they need to go out of the way for a guy who is not an All NBA guy? But if they don't, can they really replace him? So I think that they're motivated by fear more than anything that if we don't, he's going to be gone and we won't have anything that's at the same level. So we have to do whatever we can to make him happy. And maybe that's it. That's it's the, uh, you know, he, he put you on the map. Um, you know, you lost Darren Williams. And so we want to do that again. Lost Gordon Hayward. Yeah, Gordon Hayward. It's this, uh, you know, it, it goes back to the whole, you know, friend zone the girlfriend like i gotta hold on to this one <laughs> man it's okay cut ties move on yeah it's not working it may be time it, it, I, I would watch for the jazz to be very active ahead of the draft they normally are they don't have any first round picks and um 
I mean, that's Danny Ainge is famous for accumulating is. assets to leverage for future deals. I mean, the Boston Celtics right now look pretty stacked with what they have, and, and that's uh, that's a credit to Danny Ainge and, and the things that he's done. Yeah, very but true. But one thing also, it, Donovan Mitchell's 25, and Rudy's almost 30. And so the, the, you have that issue that you're going to have to deal with because Rudy's – centers just don't last, right? They kind of bow out at about 31, 32, just mm-hmm. big That's knees. That's a good point. It's uh, injuries, so, man. Yeah, Rudy's been able to stay remarkably healthy. He really has. But he, are, are we rolling the dice? Like, are we on borrowed time? Yeah, that's no, tough. I don't know. Uh, speaking of the NBA, before we move off to uh, the Pro Bowl in the NFL, last night it was um, it was a snoozer of a game for most of it, and then Golden State tried to make it interesting late and uh, claw their way back into it in the fourth quarter. But it was yet another double-digit victory in these playoffs. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh, can we not have a really competitive wire-to-wire game? In these conference finals, now, tonight could tonight could be different. It's a critical game five between Miami and Boston. But last night, Dallas staved off elimination. Uh, Luca was great, um, but Golden State kind of yeah they didn't really have that urgency in them. No, they really didn't. They uh, I think it was kind of like with the Memphis game. They we're just going to go ahead and uh, let this one slide and go home and win the next one. I mean, the statistics are, are, are showing that, you know, you're up 3-0. But I heard an interesting argument of why are we going seven games when five should be plenty. It would create more urgency. Um, the only thing I can think of is that the owners want more, you know, more ticket sales, which it's not. I mean, it's only, it's only four teams actually making the money or, or I don't know. I think you should push it back down to five because seven just seems to be too many. Well, it used to be that first round was a best of five, and then yeah. after that you were best of sevens. But with the play-in tournament now, um, it, and we're in a situation where guys are playing every other day. Uh, Mark Cuban just the other day was complaining that because of the play-in tournament and the way the schedule works now, it, look, we're, we're seeing, particularly in that Boston and Miami series, there are a lot of guys that are hurt and that yeah. are out, and they, just, they don't have a, a time to rest or to get a break. No, you usually had about two games, uh, or two days rest between the the home, you know the two games that you would play on each each. Uh, yeah, and those time. travel days. Yeah, you'd, you'd have like an uh, just a day off between when you're at one location, but the travel between destinations, you'd have an extra day there. Maybe that needs to be looked at again, but also some urgency on these teams, like get get the series wrapped up when you can, because we we've seen it with Boston against Milwaukee we saw it with uh with Miami to some degree uh, we've seen it you know in the Dallas and the Phoenix series these series just kind of drag on when teams have a chance to knock them out and they don't because there's the mentality oh it's a seven game series we can get them on the next one yeah it's a real thing though I mean you just you kind of play to what you know you know is at risk and so a the Warriors is kind of Meh. Second quarter is done. Like, yeah, let's go ahead and. I don't need to get injured. We got another game to go. We, we'll beat him at home. Yeah, just the the urgency really isn't isn't always there. However, uh, Golden State's second team, uh, I think, did a an amazing job of. So, the Mavericks adjusted to the Golden State's adjustment right on their on their zone, and so the second team comes in with. 
you know, half of the third quarter and into the fourth and starts picking away at this 20-something uh, lead and gets down to eight with three minutes to go in the, in the fourth quarter. And I'll, oh, let's go ahead and <laughs> bring, let's the go ahead and bring starters back. But they what the problem with that with for the Mavericks, uh, I don't. They can't be too excited because now that you know they've they've been revealed. Well, this is what we need to do, and we have success doing it. And our second string did it to them. You know, talk about the confidence coming back in five. It's just it uh, it'll be tough for Mavericks to do much on this next game. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the starters for for Golden State, everybody in the in the double digit negative territory. When you look right. at the plus minus, their impact on the floor. Were they a positive impact or a negative impact? Uh, and um, Draymond Green was a minus 18. Wiggins was a minus 20. So was Looney. Curry was a minus 23. Sheesh. Thompson a minus 22. But then when you look at their bench, everybody yeah. was in the positive. Except for, I guess, Toscano Anderson, who <laughs> really didn't even log a lot of time. But, a minute. But um, everybody on that, uh, uh, on that uh, Golden State bench impacted the game positively when they were in the game. Which is scary for anybody that has to play the Warriors. Like, wait, I have to, you know. They've, got, they got a deep bench, and they love to play, and they just everybody has the green light, which is impressive. So, uh, Tonight, Miami and Boston. Who wins this uh, critical Game 5 in this series? In the tied 2-2 series, whomever wins Game 5, I, I forget the, the exact statistic, but it's something like 75 77%. Yeah. Whomever wins Game Five wins the series. It's critical. Well, and that would go back to our argument about seven games to five games. This, you know, this would be a, a great Game Five. So, yeah, it, uh, Boston is favored by three and a half in this one. But this, as we're talking about injuries, this series comes down to who is healthy. Um, Sam Hauser, he's out for Boston. Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, the third, are listed as day to day. Um, Kyle Lowry, Max Struess, Tyler Hero, Gabe Vincent, P.J. Tucker for Miami, all listed as day-to-day. Right, and Butler's got a bad knee, so. Right. Nice. So that's, <laughs> I think that Boston wins tonight, and I think they win the series because they're deeper. Uh, I think they're more talented. And frankly, Miami just has too many injuries. They're just too dinged up. Oh, I- well, we thought that game, <laughs> this is game three, when they decided to just blow the Celtics out at home by, uh, it was like with a 25-point lead, and they just held on after Butler went out in the second quarter, and they held on for dear life and won the game. But I don't know. You got Eric Spolstra. It's championship blood right there, um, and they're at home. I, I, it'll be a tough battle. I, I'd give it to the, to, the, to the Miami on this one just because they know how to win when they need to. We'll see. Jimmy's, Jimmy's a flair. It's uh, – Full of emotion. They've got a great culture. That's true. Uh, Eric Spolstra's great coach. Uh, 9315 on our Guild Mortgage text line. I think it's crazy that the Jazz don't have any draft picks and we're in the situation that we're in. Yeah. It, it, it is crazy. And they've given away draft picks to get the roster that they have now, but it's now proven that the roster that they have now isn't enough. So it's one of those deals that... Um, we, we talked about this a while ago, or at least I, I tweeted this out a while ago. Tweet. Um, that the Jazz are one of those few teams in the NBA who has had a rare chance to have a, a top 10 draft pick. It just doesn't happen very often for the Utah Jazz because they're regularly competitive and regularly good. It makes it tough to get 
lottery picks. But they've been able to find diamonds in the rough or develop guys. But this year they don't have anything in the first round, which makes me think that we will definitely see movement for draft picks, maybe for some specific players, but there will be picks involved. When I think, if I if I remember right, they don't have any this year is because of the Conley trade. Is that correct? i got to double-check my references, but they, they gave them away. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I think they have a second-round pick, but nothing this year in the first round. Um, next year? Well, that's I can't remember about next year. If they finally get one back, I'm not sure. Uh, 2305 texting in, please explain the plus-minus for NBA players after a completed game. I have never understood that. It's a good question. It's math. So it's basically when, when this specific player was on the court, was your team playing better? Did you starts at zero zero? Essentially, score more points than the other team while right. you were on the court, or did the other team score more while you were on the court? So it's a it, it's a reflection of your impact and how things went when you were on the court. It's not a real great representative because there's so many other factors at play yeah. with so many other guys on the court, but it does give somewhat of an illustration of how did that player impact the game. Yeah, because usually the winning team, the, the starters, or at least you know, two-thirds of the starters have a, a higher plus-minus than a, a, or a positive instead of a negative plus-minus. Right. Like last night, um, just a, as an example, um, Kaminga off the bench for... Golden State played in 22 minutes. He scored 17 points, grabbed eight rebounds, one assist, uh, and he was a plus nine. But what's interesting is that um, Bielica, is that how you pronounce his name? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name. He played for 15 minutes, scored four points, grabbed three rebounds, dished out three assists, but he was a plus 18. So on the time that he was on the court, things worked out better for Golden State than when he was off. So that's a very non-scientific <laughs> right. overview of how the plus-minus works. But essentially, it's how did you impact the game while you were on the court? And it's actually pretty rare. Like the what happened last last night with <laughs> with, this, with the Warriors. Like literally, they came back from I mean, twenty-five down or twenty-six down, and got it to eight, and. Uh, you knew the Maverick was starting to, starting to sweat a lot. Like, oh no! I, I mean, that, but that's championship yes. blood, though. That, that idea of we never let you win. Like you have to beat us, and if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to, you know, kick us and keep us down because we're just going to keep coming back after you. And that wears on a team. And I, I think the bigger issue there was they had to keep Luke in for a lot more, a lot longer than they were expecting. Mm. You're up 25 points. Yeah, you should be able to sit and rest, but. Here's the Warriors sitting there drinking their lattes and watching <laughs> watching Lucas sweat. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right, another quick time out here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll get into the Pro Bowl. The NFL, there's a proposal to do away with the Pro Bowl. Do you like that? Do you love the Pro Bowl? Like, What other options are there to celebrate the best players in the NFL? Uh, it, uh, some of the other activities that surround the Pro Bowl, should they be enhanced or all be scrapped? So we'll take a look at that coming up. I'd uh, love to get your thoughts on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. But first, just want to remind you about our friends at Mountain West Motor who just had their grand opening celebration on Saturday. And uh, if you haven't 
figured it out yet, go check them out. They're Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership at 615 North Main in Logan. Great selection of trucks, SUVs that have been specially uh, customized for your next adventure. Uh, check them out, uh, their inventory on their lot, 615 North Main, or visit their uh, website to see their inventory online, mwmotor.com. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. You've probably heard of the four C's of diamonds. We at Essie Needham Jewelers are now proud to introduce the fifth C, confidence in your jeweler. When you come into Essie Needham's, you'll be served by our educated and helpful sales consultants who will guide you through a comfortable diamond buying experience. We grade our diamonds with the highest standards of ethics. We invite you to come experience what it feels like to shop a store where you can have confidence in your jeweler. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Get travel ready and take advantage of big savings at Discount Tire and Automotive's week-long Memorial Day sale. Fuel-saving coupons such as discounted oil changes and AC recharges are available now at webtires.net. Need tires? Get a $70 Visa reward card with the purchase of four select BF Goodrich or Michelin tires. Times are tough, but with their no-credit check financing, a layaway program, and six months no-interest financing, you can get the services you need with a price you can afford. That's only at Discount Tire and Automotive in Logan, Providence, and Smithfield. See store for details. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Betty, why are you packing your house up? I'm ready to move. My home is so boring. There's no color on the walls, no pop. I have the answer. Go see Castalite in Logan. They have several products to make your walls stand out. I just finished a wall with their speedy mason system. It was so easy and looks amazing. Does this sound familiar to you? Refresh your home with affordable options at Castalite for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at Castalite. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hey, Napa has items that you're looking for and the parts that you need, use, and rely on every day. Plus, Napa has some of those hard-to-find items that you're looking for. It's all in stock when you need it at those five locally-owned Preston and Providence Napa Auto Parts stores. Okay, so um, 
The NFL, NFL owners are discussing whether they should do away with the Pro Bowl. They've got league meetings going on, and um, there's a uh, there's several festivities that lead up to the Pro Bowl. It, it fits in nicely between the end of the playoffs, the, the conference championships before the Super Bowl, so you don't miss a week of NFL something yeah, that's going a, on. It's a monopoly. Like They just have that little week carved out just for that that uh, game. They, they, they own that space, but... There have, I mean, guys have gotten hurt. It's affected their ability to compete. It's affected their ability to earn money. Uh, we don't want to watch a uh, an all-star event and see guys go down. But what do you do? I mean, there has to be some way, right, to celebrate the game's best players. The NBA stops in the middle of its season for its all-star weekend. Major League Baseball, NHL, Major League Soccer. We all have these in-season events to honor and recognize the best players. The NFL does it at the end of the season. But should we just do away with the Pro Bowl? And if so, is there are there alternatives out there? So through that question out there, got a couple texts coming through. Uh, 6891 says, instead of the Pro Bowl, it should be the NCAA champion versus the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> Uh, that, yeah. that would not go well for the NCAA. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Uh, would not go well for Alabama. Should we just put it that way? They get smashed. Yeah. Uh, 9315, I think they need to have a Pro Bowl lip-syncing contest or a game like Jeopardy and have something like the Gladiator TV show. That would be lots cooler than what they have now. They could have football skills contests to replace the actual football play in the game. So, Steve, there are some things that they do besides just the game itself. Yeah. They do some skills competitions. Yeah, they do. They do the dodgeball. They get the the quarterbacks trying to needle the, the ball through holes. You got uh, catches. So they're trying to do funky catches and stuff. Uh, but the interesting thing, at least that I looked up with the viewership, I'm not sure why you would get rid of it because your viewership is still strong. You're still getting, on an average, in the last you know three four to five years, over eight, eight and a half million viewers for that. That's better than, that's better than most NBA playoff games. And so, and it's right up there with the NBA playoff or the NBA all-star and uh, the MLB all-star. I mean, I, I know it's not to the, to the, the 15, the 17, the 30 million that people watch, you know, for the Super Bowl and, and regular NFL games, but you're still, it's Those still are a strong numbers. It's very strong. I mean, compared if you do app, apples to apples with across the board with other programs, this is still a people are watching, even though it 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 seems like touch football and it it doesn't seem to have a lot of excitement. People still want to see their favorite player play, even if it's just like a glimpse, show off their talent. But but the last few years where we're seeing more and more players opt not to attend. Yeah, it's true. And so, oh, well, you weren't a pro bowler, really, so we're going to go to the first alternate. Well, that guy doesn't want to go. So <laughs> you weren't really a pro bowler, but we're going to go to a second alternate or a third alternate. And so now we have these guys who claim to be pro bowlers. Really, were they that good? Yeah. Did they really deserve yeah, to like be in that stratosphere? Sixth, yeah, fifth or sixth quarterback. Uh, I don't think he's much of an alternate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they need to go back to the players and go, look – it's in your contract. You guys are getting bonuses. You're getting paid for this. What 
what do you want to do? Like, I'd see if they come up with some ideas because I haven't heard, I haven't heard any ideas from the players themselves. Like, what do you, you know for the Pro Bowl? Um, you know. Yeah, Roger Goodell uh, making some statements uh, with the league meetings uh, going on this week said, I think the conclusion of our discussions was that the game itself doesn't work and we need to find another way to celebrate our players. Uh, later, he said, the goal is to celebrate that these are our Pro Bowl players, the best players in our league, and give them an opportunity to celebrate that with our fans. We've talked about some of the events around the Pro Bowl are really extremely popular whether the quarterback challenge or some of the other events. So those are some of the things that we'll continue to discuss. So do you have just some kind of a, you, you do these skills competitions, but then I mean, the, the offensive linemen, what do they do? do they eat. They can eat. They can probably eat. <laughs> Eating contests. Chicken wing contest <laughs> or. They, uh, I don't know, see how much they can put up. Uh, just, you know, strongest man. But on the flip side, if you're doing that, then maybe they pull something while they're trying to, you know, they're competitive. So they're going to be competitive in whatever they're doing, you know, whether it's ping pong to you know pickleball or or uh, dodgeball. They're, they're, if you're doing something athletic, you're bound to get injured, of some fluke injury, right? Uh, there's always that risk. Zero three six six on our Guild Mortgage text line. NFL play equals uh, career-ending injuries. It's not worth it. So many players, uh, yeah. unless it's the playoffs. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I, look, I would, I would say thanks for the honor. I appreciate you recognizing me as a Pro Bowl player, but I'm not going to go play in a game that is meaningless, really. Yeah, and, and jeopardize the money that I'm going to make. Right. I, I need to – my body is what is my livelihood, and I can't put it at risk by going to the Pro Bowl. Uh, 4086, they should have a pro all-star team versus a college all-star team like they did back in the 70s. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I still think they should have the game because I think a lot of people want to see their stars. It's it's fun to see them compete. It's fun to see them like it's fun to see your favorite quarterback throw the ball or touchdown to your favorite wide receiver, or to watch you know them do something spectacular because they don't. It's just you know in your mind on the video game you're you're putting all these players together and now you get to actually see it in real life. So and maybe just contractually like you guys have to yeah. play two hand touch. Flag football. Show us what you got, yeah. Non-tackle, non-contact. See, I, I think it's time to do away with the game itself. Hmm. I, I think do a, do a gala, uh, do something that a, a, a big event where you come up on the stage and they roll video about your accomplishments for the year and you get awarded something, I don't know, that allows a lot of fans to still be there and be a part of. Well, it's, it's not exciting as a game, I get it, but... Yeah, the, the players don't want to be there. Well, true, except for they're getting paid. So, yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There is an incentive. If you win, what is it? Uh, you or get just, like eighty grand if you're on the winning team, forty grand on the losing team. Right, but there's got to be incentives also in your contract uh, with your team. It just shows that you know if you make this, that means these guys are going to put more effort throughout the year to get there. And so, what what uh, what incentive or just in the NBA in whole, like, hey, look, if you're in the NFL, you make the all-star team or the Pro Bowl, then you have to play. Uh, 9315, very doubtful flag would be any better. <laughs> yeah, it was. this has been a while, but uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Was it, was it Seacrest? Um, he played for the Giants. Right. And he was great safety, and he was at the Pro Bowl, and they were doing some kind of a flag football thing on the beach, and he tore his ACL. <laughs> really messed him up bad. 
So, yeah, uh, something's got to change. Uh, Steve, thanks for coming down. We're out of time, but thanks for coming down and hanging out with me today. It's been a blast. <laughs> Amazing. Dreams come true. Uh, so if you uh, missed part of the show, you want to go back and listen to it again or any of our past interviews that we've done, go check it out on our podcast feed. Uh, check it out on our website, 1069thefan.com. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to that Hartwell interview again, too, a lot of really good stuff out of that. But until then, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. In the modern NBA, the three is king. The problem is the three-point shot is inconsistent. The Mavs have struggled from downtown throughout the entire Western Conference Finals, but last night Dallas shot just under 40% from three-point range. That helped the Mavs avoid elimination. But Dallas's win doesn't just extend the Mavs' season. The win shows how much the three can affect the game. Throughout the conference finals, we've seen multiple blowouts. And although it's impossible for us to pinpoint exactly why those blowouts occur, it's hard to say the NBA's obsession over the three hasn't played a large role. When a team is hot, that three-point shot makes it hard to keep up. But when a team is off, the obsession can really set a team back. But sometimes a team could really use an easy two to stop the bleeding. But that's just not how the game is played. And until that changes, blowouts will continue to become increasingly more and more common. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.